want to welcome you and say we appreciate you being here and please come back anytime you have a chance. Now, our auditorium does not normally look like this, as was mentioned earlier. Uh, we're not quite in the jungle, but we're trying to make it look like we're in the jungle. And the idea is kind of around our theme for Vacation Bible School this week. So, along with that, I want to encourage all of you, our guests and others, uh, to try your best to, to make sure you get, get some young people here to learn about different things having to do with our Lord. Now, of course, we'll have adult Bible classes and that sort of thing along with our Vacation Bible School, but we kind of, uh, you know, uh, direct this toward young people. And so, you know, think about your neighbors or maybe some uh, relatives, that sort of thing, and, and make sure you have them here. 6.30 to 8, starting tonight, and we'll go through Wednesday night. Things will be a little different on Wednesday night, but make sure you're here and, and invite all the people you possibly can uh, to be a part of that. Now, along with that, guys, uh, our God loves us. He cares about us. Now, we have heard that. I assume that many of you, if you have come to this building or other places where you have assembled with brothers and sisters in Christ, you talk about the love of God and how God loves people. Uh, matter of fact, we would quote like John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. So those are things that come to our mind when we think about our God. But you realize that not everybody thinks about God in that way. Not a lot. In other words, if you talk about God to someone else, not automatically will come to their mind the love of God, and especially the love of God for me individually, that God cares about me and what goes on in my life. And so, with our Vacation Bible School, the idea is to, through our teaching and through skits that we'll have and puppets and whatever else, to hopefully encourage young people to know that God loves them, but also to know that God doesn't just love them in a general way, but cares about them and what happens in their life. So that's kind of the idea for Vacation Bible School. And uh, again, if, even if for adults, um, you will find that the, uh, our, our classes will be centered around that. And it may be that you have a co-worker or maybe a relative or your neighbor, uh, someone in which you would like to be able to hopefully kind of share your love for God and God's love for you and how that relationship works and, and maybe through the next three or four days in vacation Bible school, that may be something that would be very helpful uh, to them. So you might you know, invite them to come and be a part of our vacation Bible school also. So keep that in mind. Of course, we'll sing together and we'll have a big time like we always do uh, for vacation Bible school. We'll start that tonight. Okay, now for my lesson today, and matter of fact, I'll probably do this for the next couple of weeks, I'd like to talk about Christian characteristics. And if you remember to what we read a few minutes ago in Colossians chapter 3, there were several Christian characteristics mentioned there. Well, today I'd like to introduce what I'm going to talk about by asking a few questions, all right? And I want to see if you guys can, can grab out what Christian characteristic I'm talking about. Now, I've got like five or six different statements here or questions, and they will have to do with this Christian characteristic. Okay, now what I want you to do is kind of wait till we get to the end of the questions and see if you can pull out which Christian characteristic I'm talking about this morning. Okay, here's the first one. <coughs> this Christian characteristic is one that most people don't want. Okay, one that most people don't want. Secondly, those that want it probably already have it. Okay? Most people don't want it, but the ones that do probably already have it. Okay? The third one. If you try real hard and you might possibly get it, you probably lost it. 
All right? What am I talking about? Christian characteristic here. Most people don't want it. Those that want it probably already have it. If you try real hard to get it, you probably just lost it. Okay? All right? Here's another one. If you think you have it, you probably don't. Okay? If you think you have this Christian characteristic, you probably don't have this Christian characteristic. Okay, you guys are starting to narrow it down, right? Got some ideas here what we're talking about. Well, here's another one, all right? If you have it, you probably won't even know it, all right? You probably won't even realize it if you do have it. Oh, okay, here we go. Well, okay, here's a couple that are going to give it away, all right? And we're going to narrow it down here. Christian characteristic, all right, here we go. The key to getting it is to realize you can never get it on your own. You can't, this won't happen to you on your own. There's other things that have to happen, all right? Okay, oh, you're narrowing it down now. Okay, well, here's another one, okay? In the end, if you don't have it, it'll be forced upon you. Think about biblical things, uh, scriptures coming to your mind. This is one of those things that even if you don't want it, <laughs> if you don't have it at the end, it'll be forced upon you. And here's one that I'll probably give it away, and that is, if you have it, God will lift you up. What Christian characteristic am I talking about this morning? Humility. Very good. All right. So you go through that list there. There's certain things you notice. Most people don't want it. I live in a world where nobody wants to be under anybody else. All right. As a matter of fact, you can't hardly get anybody to do anything unless they're going to get some credit for it. You know what I mean? No, people don't want to just be humble to everybody. No, no. Most people don't want it. Even, careful now, even Christians. Many times we don't want to be humble. We don't want to have that kind of attitude. As a matter of fact, I was listening, and it wasn't too long ago, and I can't remember the, exactly who it was that I was listening to on the radio, but one of those talk show guys all right, was talking about how that yeah, pride is a good thing, he said. Because it is pride that drives our economy to have and to have people see you and to have bigger things and better things. That's what drives our economy. And so he was saying that pride is a, is a good thing. And most people fall into that. Oh, yeah, it's all about me. I want people to look at me. I want people to see me. As a matter of fact, I won't really do anything unless I'm going to get something out of it. And that is exactly what a Christian is supposed to be like, right? Wrong. It is not about us. What never supposed to be about us? So humility is one of those things that most people don't want. And you can kind of look through there and see what I was talking about, right? Um, those that want it probably already have it, right? In other words, humility is one of those things that as a Christian, you've given your life to Christ, and because of that, uh, you want humility, but you probably already had it if you realize that your life is in Christ. If you try real hard to get it, you probably already lost it, all right? In other words, I want to be humble. Oh, finally I'm humble. Nope, <laughs> you just lost it. Okay, so you, you see what I'm talking about there, all right? But I've also, not, you know, of course, we'll skip down a couple. The key to getting it is to realize you can never get it on your own. Humility comes from our God and our relationship with Him. That's where true humility comes, is to realize what we are in God's sight. And, of course, in the end, you don't have it. It'll be forced upon you, right? For those that will exalt themselves will be humbled. And those that will humble themselves will be exalted. All right, you guys read that before. So that's going to happen. So if you don't have it, don't worry. You'll get it because it'll be forced upon you, all right? And, of course, um, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will do what? 
lift you up, right? So that's kind of the idea. And I hope this morning that as you think about humility, uh, I know what I got to thinking is this is a this is one of those characteristics that you can really narrow down to Christian people, uh, to those that are that want to be Christ-like, because really humility is one of those things that not a lot of people seek after. Right? I mean, they don't try. Most people don't wake up and say, boy, I just love to be under everybody else today. I just love to have this, this feeling that everybody else is better than me. Most people aren't going to do that. All right? I mean, that that's kind of goes against the human nature of pride and that sort of thing. So, a few things I wanted to talk about this morning. Uh, one of the definitions that I found that kind of meets what the Bible talks about when it says humility is having or showing a sense of lowliness or inferiority. Most people do not like that word, inferiority. If you look at yourself as inferior, okay, most people don't want to talk about that. Matter of fact, I've even heard and said in lessons, and maybe I've even said in a lesson before myself, that wait a minute, now I'm not talking about the, that you're less or there's something different. I, you know, and I'll say something like, you know, you need to feel good about yourself, but I need to be careful because the Bible didn't talk about that. All it says is that God hates a haughty spirit, okay? Pride is something God does not want in any part of my life. It's not about me. And so therefore, I need to be careful that I don't always try to just you know, regulate things. Well, you need to be humble, but no, there's no but. It's all humility. Pride is the killer, right? Humility is the way to act and, and react toward my God. So therefore, this definition is very accurate because, oh, and you guys can look this up for yourself. I don't claim to be the Greek student. You guys know that. But it's pretty easy. You can pull up your computer right now and get on Google, and you can find the Greek words for humility found in your New Testament. And what you'll find is these words. And, of course, there's different verses that are found there. Uh, these words that are found. And you look at the definitions for those words. Humbleness, humility, translated low or lowly, to make low, to make oneself low, lowliness of mind, okay? So you kind of get the idea of what we're talking about when we're talking about humility. It's the idea of, of putting ourselves low. It's, it's, it's not, uh, certainly not in any way grandizing ourselves or making ourselves big or noticed or, or, you know, popular or people look at me, and all of those things, okay? Humbleness is the opposite of all of that. It's humility, it's the way we act, the way we talk, the way we look at others, the way we look at ourselves, which is maybe uh, more of the key than anything else. So, if we're going to begin with that, let's go to Philippians chapter 2. Now, we are Christians, followers of whom? Christ. The Christian means follower of Christ, okay? So, we're Christians, followers of Christ. This is what Paul says in Philippians chapter 2. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, consider others, all right, consider others better, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same main mindset as whom? As Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus, <coughs> who, talking about Christ, being in the very nature of God, all right, this is God himself. But he did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. In other words, he didn't consider himself uh, to, to take advantage because he was, he was God, all right? Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, 
and being found in appearance of man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. So therefore, this morning, if we want to see what humility really looks like, we can see it by looking at Christ. See what he did. See the way he acted. See the way he conducted himself around other people. So therefore, we'll kind of get a picture of what humility really looks like. Now, did uh, Christ uh, force his way? Did he always do things what he wanted to do? Did he always live for him? Okay, you guys see, see the answer to that, right? Christ was the picture of humility. So, this morning, talking about humility, there are certain things that I'd like to point out, all right? But when we, when we talk about humility, I hope that what we're getting, beginning to see is there's some, there's some things about that that I need to start to put into my life, all right? I need to start looking at myself a little bit different. Humility is being of low estate. In other words, we, look, we, we put ourselves in that situation. Oh, wait a minute, Rick, you can't do that. We live in America. Everybody's supposed to have and get, and we're supposed to, to move forward, right? And if, if we put ourselves lowly in this lowly state, well, people won't even, they won't think much of us. Isn't that right? I mean, that's basically the way I hear. I mean, I'm turning my television on. I, that's what I hear. I listen to my radio. That's what they say. You need this because you need to stand out. You need to drive this car because you need to park that car. And everybody walks by and says, oh, look at that Buick, you know. I picked on Buick just because that's commercial. If you've got a Buick, I'm not, okay. But anyway, the point is, oh, look at me. Buy this. Everybody will notice if you have this, right? Oh, you'll stand out, right? Get this career. Make all of this money so you can really be important. And people will look at you and say, oh, this is an important guy. You know, everybody knows his name. Our God says, no, strive for humility. Be of low estate. See others higher or value them above yourself. Now, what psychologist will you go, worldly psychologist can you go to today that's going to give you that advice? Here's what you need to do to make your life better, son. What you need to do is you need to think about everybody and their needs and put them above you at all times. You ever hear anybody say that? Of course not. That's opposite of the what, what most, how most people would advise you. You need to do what makes you feel good. You need to do what you want to do. That's the answer to your problems today, sir, is that you need to have what you want. Wrong. That's not the answer. As a matter of fact, Philippians chapter 2, Paul is very clear. When you think about your life and who you are in Christ, that you value others better or above yourself. I also notice that he says that these are people that are not filled up with arrogance, all right? And in other words, they don't think of themselves as something powerful and great. And, and so, now, humility has to do with the way we act and the way we talk, okay? But really, when you want to talk about humility, you back up and say, well, what makes a person humble? Well, it's not necessarily what they say or, or even the things that they do. It's who they are. Does that make sense? In other words, we're going to look inside and say, this is who we are on the inside. And that will change the way we are on the outside. You ever talk with someone and it's always, their conversation always turns to them. You ever talk with anybody like that? In other words, you, you can't, you, I mean, even if you're in a group and you're talking, there will be someone that will say, I, 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 and they'll always want to tell what happened to them. You guys ever, oh, wait a minute, you are that guy. Oh, you are that girl. That's the human tendency, isn't it? 
because we always want to talk about ourselves. We all, I mean, that's just the way it is. And yet, what I'm beginning to see when I think about humility and the way God, God talks about humility, it's always about the other person. What do they need? I need, to quit, I need to quit worrying about what I'm going to say about myself and start listening to people and what they're trying to tell me because so I can help them. Does that make sense? In other words, there's a different way that I could be direct our thinking about other people. And that is, when I hear them talk, I need to be listening because they may need me. A value others above yourself. Not about pride. And the one, of course, that you don't want to listen to. Think of yourself as the least important. Assume you are the least important. And act that way. Okay. Now, of course, Luke chapter 14, verse 7 through 11 is when Jesus was saying, you're going to go to some banquet somewhere, and you're going to seat yourself right next to the guy. And some guy's going to come up and say, ah, you don't sit there. You sit down in a low spot. Right? No, no, no. When you go in there, you always sit in the lowest spot, right? Because that's where you probably are. Because that's Rick, that's probably where you're supposed to be anyway. But if it's not, he'll move you up where you're supposed to be. Assume you are of the least. Okay. In other words, that's an attitude. It's the way we look at things. It's not about us, it's about others. Now, a couple things very quickly. First of all, in Romans chapter 12, verse 3, there's kind of a, uh, a thing about humility that is exposed here. It says this Do not think of yourself more highly than you should or than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. So this morning I'm going to tell you how to get humility. Well, Rick, that's real humble of you. No, I, I can tell you how to get humility. I mean, it's really not that, that you know, it's not a secret. The secret is, uh, you know, the, the thing about it is, if you want to have humility, you've got to see yourself as God sees you. Don't think of yourself as something great, but see yourself through God's eyes. And so this morning, the humility comes from seeing ourselves as we really are. I mean, we really are. I have, I have nothing to stand on. I mean, if, if I say, well, what can I offer God? What does he need from me? In reality, he doesn't need anything from me. I have nothing to offer. Now, I'll give him everything because of what he's done for me, but... I mean, I can't stand and say, oh, God, you will be happy with my talents. No, I had nothing. In other words, there's a way in which we look at ourselves that makes a difference in humility. And all we got to do is just look at ourselves through God's eyes, see him as he sees us. We're sinners, guys. We have no chance. There's no hope. There's nothing we can do. We're condemned. Our sin has caused us to be against our God, and because of that, there is no chance, no hope. You can't say, well, if I act good enough, if, I'm, if I just, well, if I try real hard and, and I can, oh, if a lot of people listen to my voice, right? No, I have nothing to offer. Nothing. And, and really with this, I, what, I'm, uh, what I'm expressing is my, my weakness, my helplessness, if you want to put it that way. We're helpless. In God's sight, we have nothing to offer in this deal. Christ has done it all. Amen. We can't sit back and say, well, I'm gonna, God's done his part, and I'm going to do my part. <laughs> yeah, right. Your part's nothing. God's part's everything. But okay, if you want to look at it that way, what you're saying is, I want to have a part of this. No. In humility, we see that we have nothing to offer. It's all God. It's all about him. It's all what he has done. So therefore, it is one of those things that hopefully I can start out looking at a little bit different. If it weren't for the grace of God, Amen? 
it weren't for the grace of God. I mean, we'd all just stay right there in that situation. Condemned, hopeless, nothing to offer, weak, help. We'd have nothing if it weren't for the grace of God. Now, because of God, I have worth. Because of God, He has made me into something. But it's never about me. It's all about what He's done. And, and anything I might do for my God, I do because he's working through me. Certainly not my abilities. Certainly not what I say or what I do. It's all about what God does. I can't, have, I can't add anything to my salvation. I can't add anything to my goodness because all that's nothing. I have no goodness. But if there's goodness in me, I know where it came from. It didn't come from me. It came from God. So this morning, one of the ways and the way that we can start out by saying is humility, being humble, having that Christian characteristic, I need to just see myself as God sees me, someone that he has saved from their sins. Oh, no, there's nothing great about it. It's all about him. So hopefully that helps. Now, I got a couple of quotes that I've wrote, written down so I wouldn't you know, say I'm wrong, but also some, uh, uh, some quotes from other people that I'd like to read. And just think about it for a minute. Here's one of them. Humility is nothing more than having a realistic evaluation of our condition. Humility is being weak and pitiful and knowing it. Pride is just being weak and pitiful and believing otherwise. <laughs> or maybe there's something else, right? Weak and pitiful, and I know I'm weak and pitiful. Humility comes from that view. I have nothing to offer in this deal. I thought about this quote. This is actually from uh, Tyrone Edwards. He's a preacher a while back. Anyway, true humility is not an abject, groveling, self-despising spirit, but it is the right estimate of ourselves as God sees us. It's all about God. If we weren't covered by the blood of Christ, we'd have nothing. We are nothing if we're not covered by the blood of Christ. One more. Measure your humility by your sense of unworthiness of God's goodness and grace. Right? In other words, I'm not worthy of it. If you are truly humble, you will be consist constantly amazed that God is so good and gracious to you. You'll wake up every day thinking, wow, God is, has done everything for me. In other words, that's the way that humility happens. It's because of how we view God and how we see ourselves in God's sight. We should live in awe and wonder of the good fortune that found us when we were taken from sin's gutter and were brought into God's family. Amen? That changes things, changes the way we look at things. That's where humility comes from, is seeing us as God sees us. i got some other things I want to say about humility, but I'm going to save them until next week. You know why? Because we're running out of time. And I already got half of next week's lesson together. But I do want to close up by thinking about humility coming from seeing us, seeing ourselves through God's eyes. So this morning as you look at yourself and as you look at your own life, maybe you've been trying to do this on your own, or maybe you have somehow got to thinking that, that you've become important, or you become special, or you become something that, hey, people are going to look at me now. Have you ever seen a movie in which the star of the movie, all right, as they've gone through and he goes through all this different stuff, he comes up, and, and the star of the movie doesn't save anybody, doesn't change the world at all, doesn't help anybody in any way, all right? You ever see a movie where, where that person isn't the one that at the end of the movie, oh, he's done something great, right? You're, you're, you know what I mean? Guys, here's the deal about life, real life. You want to be great, you become the least. 
You want to be the greatest of all? Become the servant of all. That's what our God says. Could it be that, that greatness is not necessarily some wonderful life, world-saving thing you do, but maybe it's just living our life for our Lord every day? Maybe greatness or, or being exalted just means that we just humble ourselves before our God every day. Maybe it's who we are all the time that is going to make us great, right? But it's always, greatness is always found in God's sight. We don't care what, what people, people want to look at us and make us great. No, we're not after that. We don't even want that. What we want is for our God to look at us and see us covered with the blood of Christ because he thinks we're great. And that's all that matters. Amen? That's all that matters. As long as God thinks we're great, that's all that matters. See ourselves as God sees us. Let's be covered by the blood of Christ and realize that without it, we have no hope. This morning, we're going to sing a song. And what I'd like to encourage you to do is think about our life. Think about who we are. If you have found yourself lost in, in pride and, and exalting yourself and, and maybe even in, in your work or, or, or in your relationships. And by the way, come back next week and we'll talk more about about how that humility helps in, in so many ways. Uh, but this morning, I'd just like you to think about how God's looking at you, how God sees you. And let's not exalt ourselves, but let's let ourselves be exalted by Christ. If you're not God's child, if you've never been covered by His blood, if you never humbled yourself before Him and said, Lord, I just want to be yours, I am nothing without you. This morning, let's decide our God is first. We belong to Him in every way. If you find yourself not His child this morning, Repent of that old way. Put that thing behind you. Confess him as your Lord. Be buried in the Christ through baptism. We have a baptistry that you can't see. We'll move it uh, if, if need be. Uh, but uh, to be buried in the Christ through baptism. Decide today. Give your life to Christ. Make sure he is at the center of everything because he is the center of everything. This morning you have a chance. Respond to Christ as he calls to you. As together we stand and sing this song.